0: all right my talkers we made it to the four o'clock hour with Lori and julia lots of fun stuff coming up this hour we got random thoughts a little hollywood speak so sit back and enjoy the show
1: well i decided to go down a notable life today because there was somebody who passed away last week and we just got notification this was in the washington post um judith durham who is the lead vocalist of the 1960s Australian folk pop band, The Seekers, passed away at the age of 79. And, uh, Julie's like, I know The Seekers. I know. World. I can tell can you the, you the, tell album, you the album cover I was going to say. Um, but in reading her obituary, uh, she, so, they did Georgia girl
2: I'll never find another you I'd like to teach the world, world to sing. sing in perfect harmony which was used in all the Coca-Cola ads. Yes, and they were the first
1: Australian group to reach to have worldwide fame. Okay. Okay, and so people were like no one ever took Australia seriously until the Seekers came along. So Got they're it. credited with paving the way for the Bee Gees and Olivia Newton, John Helen Reddy and, and all of that. So, um, so they were this fresh face group. You know, she was the lead singer, and then she had the three guys, and it was all this nineteen sixties rock. People were growing their hair out and psychedelics and tripping, and you know, they were this really kind of effervescent, uh, fresh face sort of look to them. They sold an estimated 50 million albums. They had global success. She, um, was a classically trained vocalist whose work was admired by other singers. Elton John, whose song Skyline Pigeon, Judith recorded in 71, once said she possessed the purest voice he'd ever heard in popular music. Mm. And she, in an interview once, she told, uh, a reporter, my mother, apparently said I could sing nursery rhymes in perfect time when I was two. Isn't that but it something? The same. She was working as a secretary at an ad agency in Melbourne when an account executive invited her to sit in with his folk group, which had just lost its singer. And that's how she ended up singing with the Seekers. And um, so, anyway, they, they they took a gig on an ocean liner. Mm-hmm. And the ocean liner... Ended up in England and the, they got off the ship. They said, we don't want to do the return. We're going to just hang out in England. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, and the Kinks. And then here she, they were in their, you know, um, Ankle length, length gown, perky, my clean cut guys. Yes, she
2: totally is. And hope- she,
1: in a two thousand one interview, she said we didn't think anyone would even be interested in a folk based quartet because you know everyone had long hair and the electric instruments. But because Judith had such a striking voice, the group caught the eye of Tom Springfield, Dusty Springfield's songwriting brother,
2: mm-hmm. who
1: said, "I'd like you to sing the song. I'll never find another you." Do you have that one? And so th- this went right to number one. So that went straight to number yes. one in in Britain, number four in the U.S. The hits kept coming, A World of Our Own, The Carnival Is Over. Then their big, big, big hit was Georgie Girl, the title song from the 1966 feature starring Liv- Lynn Redgrave in the title role. It was huge hit. hit. It was nominated for an Academy Award. The song and hit number two on the Billboard.
2: I know this song. So yeah, I know. Yeah, even Grand knew it because I was like, "Grand, are you going to know this song?" Hey, there? there. Her the her name voice. she was born with was Judith Mavis Cock. She changed her name. Yes, C O C K. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Smart move. Yeah, yeah. What's but anyway, what a great, what a great story. What a great story. She, uh, it's like. She has a good story, but she's, she really does. Yeah, and she, if
1: you watch on YouTube any of their live performances and there's a kind of a lot of got sucked down the rabbit hole, she is one of those singers who um sounds just like you know, they did on their recordings.
2: Yeah, she lost her voice. She had a big stroke in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. so she lost her ability to sing after a stroke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But she was very just really cute in the band they all they look like they were in the you know, like out of the 50s, her her bandmates. And she had
2: the bangs and the long brown hair. You know, it's kind of... And this is where, like you said, you know, your folks always listen to Elvis, but the album covers made such a big impact on our lives. Because that was art. I mean, that was what... And we read the whatever they had to say. In, and then you'd and open the them up notes. and it would hopefully come with the lyrics and you knew everybody yeah. about how many people contributed to a song. I know it, I know oh, it. Oh, the simple days. Well, you know
1: what the album, people still buy albums. I know.
2: The vinyl, you it's know... It's coming
1: back. It's coming back. Yeah. And a lot of, um, like I... <laughs> this 25-year-old um, uh, kid, I'll just call him, told me... I don't listen to anything except vinyl. vinyl. Um Yeah, and I was just like, well, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: It is the popular, like, hipster, fancy, cool thing to do now. It really is. Yeah,
1: and it does sound great. And it does. I'm, like, so mad I don't have any of my records uh, anymore.
0: I've, I've actually got all my parents' old ones, and that's me? where mine really? started, and that's where a lot of this stuff came from. Yeah. And then I've built on that since. But, yeah, yeah it's fun.
1: Yeah, it is. It seems like everybody puts out if you know, they gotta put out some vinyl.
0: Yeah. It's the cool thing to do.
1: Yeah. Very yeah, to be told by twenty I don't listen to anything. I'm like, I'm such a time. That's such a Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. okay. Okay. (laughs) Fine. Okay, Jan. All right, listen, we (laughs) we come back, it's time for random
0: thoughts. And now, Julia's random thoughts.
2: He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That is all it is. And if you're wondering what to celebrate today, it's World Lion Day. Everybody can roar. Mm -hmm. It's World Lazy Day. If you don't want to roar, you don't have to. You can be lazy about it. (laughs) Those are your two options. Okay, Lori brought me this. And I think this is a really good reminder for people. Um, You know, when people say they're in pain and they're in emotional pain and blah, 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 blah. This is a fact. Emotional pain lasts for 10 to 20 minutes. That's it. Anything longer is actually self-inflicted by overthinking and making things worse. Mm-hmm. That's like. Because you know how you can spin things and you can make it worse and you can. Go down all these rabbit holes or overthink everything. That kind of blows you. I don't know if this is true. Like after a really bad breakup or something. Well, yeah, because you
1: can. You have ten minutes of feeling really bad and really like think about. um, Let's think about a funeral for example. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember being really struck at my grandmother's funeral, watching my mom and her sisters how they could be crying hard and then laughing. And then laughing like 10 or 15 minutes later mm-hmm. about something. And then a while later, more crying, crying, crying. You know, you I guess the... You the, go in
2: and out of things. And grief, people say, kind of passes through your yeah. body. And you never know when so it's going to happen. you just realize
1: you're just, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to feel this terrible pain for like 10 minutes. And then I'm going to just let, let myself, let, let let myself calm down and just kind of... 'Cause
2: there isn't anything that you can We've gone to the worst
1: thing, death. Yeah, I mean, yes. but
2: there's so many other things that right. happen no, outside I know, of that.
1: But I'm just thinking about how you can be crying hard for ten minutes. And you really
2: can't cry longer than that. I mean it's hard. It is. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. yeah. It
0: makes you tired. It
2: makes you tired. Right. It makes you
1: it's also a way of maybe expend you know, getting that out of you so that you can just like move <gasps> on.
2: It's not, it's just trying to breathe afterwards after a good hard cry. But yeah. that's a Yeah. It I lasts like, emotional place pain less 10 to 20 minutes
0: unless you overthink and i like how you added that because that is the my the overthinking the overthinking if i did
2: it this way if i would have done this why mm -hmm. didn't we do that Mm -hmm. what would have happened if this you can do that and do that but i don't know that it gets you anywhere
0: yeah it's Mm
1: -hmm. tough doesn't
2: so that's kind of i like that random okay that's a good random random well here is a random random um and it's a happy random I don't know if you saw it, it was on all the TV stations this morning, a Little League game. It was a Little League World Series that was happening, and there was a game played in Waco, Texas. And the pitcher from the team from Pearland, Texas, threw a pitch and hit a batter from Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the head. Right on the edge of his helmet, on the head, while he was batting, and it was a scary moment. The kid that got hit goes down. He was unhurt, but he was down for a while, and the coaches run out and everything. He got up and said he was okay. And while he was running to first base, the batter looked over at the pitcher who was still rattled, had his face in his He blood. was crying. The kid, it, the young right. man was crying. No. crying. He was so
0: shook up that he hit this batter. He was crying.
2: Yeah, And because when you hit, I mean, he just went down, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And so then the kid running, who was the batter who was hit, runs over to the pitcher and puts his arms around him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like the pitcher didn't know what to do. And he just sat there and hugged him. And then the pitchers finally, like, put an arm up and said, you know, the batter just said, hey, you're just doing great. Just yeah. try to throw strikes, kind of thing. And then oh, the that whole gives team. Me hope for the world. I it, so nice. really find it.
0: I'll find the video and post it to our website.
2: It was a happy moment that you don't see.
0: Yes, you never see. And the entire
2: team of the pitchers team came in and hugged him and the coach came It was really...
0: And that's the unique thing, too. While the the other team and the the kid who's crying, the coach is there, the young man that got hit is still standing there Hugging Hugging him. him. While his team is all supporting him, he does not leave and does not let him go. It wasn't like a quick, like, hey, No. no problem, buddy. He stood there and held this man. This kid for a while. It, gave, it, it, gives you,
2: it gives you goosebumps.
0: It does. I'll post it to our okay, website. Okay, thanks.
2: I just thought that was just a happy moment. I missed that, but I will look at it after Graham posted. Look at it. Do it. If you were planning on a trip on the Virgin Galactic, they are postponing their space tourism flights.
1: Yeah, no kidding. They're, they're busy delayed- schlepping the
2: Bachelorettes and Logan around. Their- <laughs> no, but this is what they're calling it. Because of mothership enhancements. Oh there's delays in their commercial space tourism till the middle of 2023. Yeah, I'm
1: telling you, after you watch for
2: go all mankind,
1: you'll never want to do space travel. Is it really? (laughs) It gets you there? I'm just saying, you know, it takes too long to get anywhere. And then when you get there, there's nothing except space. And then the chances of something bad happening. Oh, my God. What do you do? I do not want to spend eternity, you know.
2: I still don't. If the, the day my kids say, Mom, there's this really nice home opening up on Mars. Mars, you'll know. I know. They're putting me away for good. Right. Well, this is big news today. Disney streaming services just passed Netflix and total subscribers. This blows me away. Wow. And this is, it's a big deal for Disney Plus and its parent company. They pass Netflix with, um, Disney has 221 million, Netflix, 220 million, but the Disney numbers include Disney, ESPN, and Hulu, right? I including live TV, which is forty-six million. So it's not apples to apples. No, it's, it's no. not at all. And that's but,
0: where that, that Hulu thing earlier you were talking yeah. about. That that's where this comes into play. So one hundred percent, because Disney was part owner. They bought Fox, Fox was part owner of Hulu and NBC was part owner. That's right. And now that Fox was bought by Disney, now they have the controlling partnership in Hulu. That's why NBC is leaving Hulu and it's become more of a So it's it's Disney Plus, it's Hulu and we're going to be seeing like Deadpool 2 or 3. That's yeah. going to be put on not Disney Plus. But on Hulu because of the violent aspect of it. This is what oh, so that's this is going to be Disney's. This is going to be Disney's little armpit where they can send their violent stuff, oh, so they greedy, can keep their greedy mouse. So they can exactly they can have My the word. kids aspect and then the parents aspect. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: great. Okay, so this is posted. Um, there is a lovely young woman. Her name is Nora Shaw in the U.K., and she just celebrated her 106th birthday, Damn. and she wanted a hunky man to come in. Her daughter, Jill Shaw, delivered to her in her place, her home, Eddie Betteridge. She's 32 years old, and he's a performer from the Butlers of the Buff Agency. <laughs> <laughs> he sported only an apron, a bow tie. He served her sandwiches and scones, oh, nice. and bubbly, and well wishes from around the world. She looks really healthy does she ever yes so this is i remember we were just remembering you know let us entertain you you know the singing telegrams and all those fun things that would come to offices onion
1: the singing onion onion.
2: what was it called the uh, blast onion blossom i don't don't know know. that's a dish but it was like a singing
1: telegram place
2: yeah oh i always call it let us entertain you but that's a restaurant it's a restaurant (laughs) chain it's (laughs) um Something onion. Someone will call us. Yeah. Someone will Someone know what we'll it was.
1: Call Grant and be and Christopher
2: Hopkins was one, and he used to sing his song <laughs> yeah. that he used to sing. <laughs> yes, that's so right, a birthday song. Happy happy birthday.
0: Yes. <laughs> 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 I'm Bradley Trainer,
1: and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
0: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind
0: all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: I really blew my wad too early. I got my mom a stripper. for. We think we got her a stripper. I want to say
2: maybe when she turned 50. And you could have waited till she was a hundred uh, Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I could have was seen it that Was it an Elvis one. themed? No, it gentlemen? was uh,
1: you know the good old cop showing up with the boombox on his shoulder with an arrest warrant for my mom. <laughs> did she,
2: did she laugh? Was she stunned? Oh, your yeah, mom yeah. would eat it up. Oh, we, we went to a male stripper with your mom. Yeah, yeah. No, we had ones
1: already. We had mm-hmm. all the, fam- the family. It was it was an absolute blast. But I'm just saying, we like blew that idea yes. too early.
2: It oh, was kind of quaint. Now. Maybe she's for, forgot about it. You yeah, can we could do again. it again. You right. could do it again if you are. Grant, have you ever? men don't you, know, you would have dancers i guess i guess i don't know but i'm I, just thinking seeing has a man st- ever seen a stripper
1: at a private party
0: i have seen yes. female strippers not male strippers yes. no private party yes, yes. um yes. by the way western onion
2: western, western onion C- union Telegram.
0: making fun of western union yes. there you yes. go yes that
2: was it oh my gosh. And that was
0: don who called in to tell us that thank So thank you
2: don. thank you oh my gosh so funny that used to just be something you would do you get together someone at work We get had, one. Or... We had a policeman come into the offices at the Towers, the Carlson Towers, Yes, for a friend at lunchtime. They,
1: did he take up his clothes? <laughs> just just no. lightly.
2: Open chest. Like, just open chest. These like, guys got down to a nice G-string thong. I was at a bachelorette <laughs> party for someone once, and this person got down. It was something maybe more men are used to at the parties, but there was so much groping going on. I was... Oh, like that s- I went to a so I went to something and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: Well, th- I went to a thing, and it was for it was like my friend just said you got to go because it's for this other friend's mm-hmm. birthday, but she's older than we are, like 15 years older. And I mean, these gals were just hot and horny, and, and they
2: were grabbing, grabbing his butt him, and, grabbing and kissing him, them. and uh, kissing and I'm like, I was, just, I was shocked. I, I was too. shocked. I was just
1: like, whoa. We I knew. was
2: too. I just sat and I actually was laughing so hard I wanted to pee my pants because I couldn't believe it. But again, yeah.
1: wow, people were horny. Julia, at this party, I guess, and your party, and people, people I hope get are all wound still up. horny. Well, I know, but people got got all wound up. Got
2: all wound up.
1: All wound up. I know. Yeah. Well, are we? Then should you get we get the booze going? Should we get really wound, wound
2: up. up about the traffic grant? <laughs> Maybe we should make a giant long music video, you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's our movie. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> So Madonna, who
1: uh, collaborated with Beyonce on um, the remix of Break My Soul. Yes. Uh, Beyonce sent madonna and madonna instagram this yesterday so we know about it and madonna by the way set your dvr she's on jimmy fallon tonight oh
2: yes and, and she, last time she was on she was on top of his desk that's right and underneath his chair and you were in seattle and i couldn't stop laughing oh my gosh and i kept sending you pictures to drive you crazy yeah well we were watching we were it there too crazy But Madonna, uh, lent the
1: iconic medley, you know, the part, Gene Kelly, Grace, you know, that whole part to Beyonce's Break My Soul remix. And she, uh, Beyonce sent Madonna a note plus a striking bouquet and, um, about their collab on Break My Soul, which wove in Vogue. At the time of its release in 1990, the song Vogue was the first mainstream pop culture music to spotlight elements, you know, from the gay, queer, black, and Latino-led ballroom scene, Mm -hmm. so it was, like, just a huge deal, and so here's what Beyonce wrote to Madonna. Okay. Thank you, Queen. Oh. I'm so grateful for you. You've opened so many doors for so many women. You are masterpiece genius, which... Masterpiece Genius is a lyric from the third track of Renaissance, the immediately beloved song Alien Superstar.
2: Oh, gosh. And That's a wild name.
1: Thank you, Alien Superstar, because that's what Beyonce is. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's out of this world. She's Mm -hmm. so good, I guess. Um, Beyonce wrote, Thank you for allowing me to sing in your song, and thank you for naming the remix, because the remix is called The Queen's Remix.
2: Oh, it is. That's funny.
1: Yeah, that's funny. And in the remakes, uh, Beyonce shouts out all the artists who inspire, including Queen Mother Madonna, her sister Solange, Lizzo, Grace Jones, Twice, Aaliyah, Aretha, Kelly Rowland, and then some. Of, some of the houses she names, she's name dropping, not only fashion houses but also famous ballroom houses that really, you know, oh, would do okay. the um, okay. ballroom. Um that whole scene so anyway madonna put it up and i'm sure she's just gonna talk about uh this song the queen's remake maybe she'll play a game maybe she'll talk about her movie there's still not been any confirmation right. from julia garner's uh camp that she's gonna play her but i'm kind of excited just to oh yeah to see what she does and hopefully she gives us some good she
2: couch
1: no, well, last i don't, time I don't she want her
2: a... to behave no but last time was too much Lord, well, last time, she was slithering around like a snake with wanted, a balloon in her ass.
1: She wanted to show off her what she did to her bottom. Bottom,
2: yeah. It was so unattractive. It was, it was almost like the one that you sent me where it was like, who killed the Wicked Witch of the West where the house is laying on race. the witch. and the, But this one was, she's under the bed with her butt hanging out with her legs. Yeah. Well, whatever. I know, I we'll know. We'll see
1: what she does. Uh, there was a... Oh, I think it was like in OK or something. I was at the um, grocery store. And, mm-hmm. you know, I still do love to pick up a magazine now too. and again. But anyway, they had a, a, a plastic surgeon weighing in on Kim Kardashian. It said minimum, minimum. And not counting the Botox. She spent probably $170,000 to achieve what she's got going on with her face and body. None of that comes naturally. Right. It doesn't look, you know, sh- no one can look like that.
2: Right. It, look at what money will buy you.
1: I know no. it. So, anyway, Masterpiece Genius is Madonna's uh-huh. new title. And then um, this is kind of a great story, you guys. So, you know, Rolling Stones, we love them.
2: Mm.
1: Still touring in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, there's a guy. His name is Matt Lee, he lives in England. And he got into the Rolling Stones as a kid when he was 12. Mm -hmm. And his obsession grew to the point that he is now in the Guinness Book of World Records for going to the most Rolling Stone concerts, having the most memorabilia. And Ron Wood is a good friend of his. Love it.
2: So Well, um, you should deserve that after going to so many concerts that you get to be friends with someone in the band. Yeah, he, but he's earned...
1: So he's 12. His dad bought him this uh, compilation album, Solid Rock, on cassette tape. And as soon as he heard Honky Tonk Woman, he had been collecting souvenir pencils. He put that away and turned to the Rolling Stones. The year was 1987. CDs were relatively new, and he started buying up... Foreign editions, promo copies, bootlegs. And it was slow going at first because CDs were so expensive. But in 96, he went to the University of Illinois, came across record stores with stacks of cheap discs, and he bought bags of them. And he's been, he's just such a super fan that um, in 2007, Ron Wood, and the reason he met Ron Wood is he had bought the. the uh what do you call it this the sheet music, oh, okay, for a song called "I can Feel the Fire," which Ron Wood wrote when he was in faces mm-hmm. and he went up to him at an event, this Matt Lee and showed him that and he said, "I've never seen this, so they became friends and in two thousand and seven, Ron Wood gave this guy a laminate that would get him into any show I on that. any rolling tour love that to a free of charge and to enter as a vip before the masses and any spot then he could get in a general admission up front anyway yeah he's been fine. yeah and i guess if you go to youtube and you watch matt lee he has the best rolling stones because of where he is at all these shows he is Isn't the that, best footage that is amazing of anybody out there Ron Lee.
0: Matt, Matt Lee. Matt Lee. Oh wow, he does.
1: He's got like he is known for it and that kind of just started happening. He he was just like, uh, you know, I if I wish I'd been I wish I'd done it earlier, but um his work stands out like, you know. Oh,
0: some of his videos, he's right there and it makes you feel like you're right on stage.
1: Yeah. He really? only started uploading his concert videos to YouTube in the past year, but he's got incredible um footage and he just says i've just got a steady hand i guess
0: yeah it's really well done i could i could upload one of these videos if you want
1: yeah Yeah. he's so he's got hundreds of pristine stones videos on his youtube page he's such a collector how old is he now he's like in his um looks like he might be well he was 12 years old in in mid
0: 40s probably based on his picture he doesn't look too old
1: yeah yeah i was gonna say like mid 40s mid 40s
0: like early 50s yeah
1: anywhere they go you're gonna hear miss you honky tonk woman and i can't get no no satisfaction and matt lee will be there i was just like wow
2: i am i watched a really cool thing on pbs over the weekend it's in their own words but it was a documentary done on chuck berry Oh,
1: Ooh.
2: oh, my gosh. Was, and it's in yeah. Keith Richards was in it. And they famously didn't really get along. And then um Chuck Berry punched Keith Richards in the face. It was wow. such a I good. Think, I think you know, he writes about this. Keith Richards. I was thinking in, in that book, book. What's the name of the book? Life. Yep. Um, But it is. uh Chuck Berry is an interesting man who blew up his life every 17 years. Yeah,
1: is that right? It's so
2: fascinating. Um, Hmm. It was on PBS over the weekend. I'm sure if you have PBS, you can, you know, get it on him in. It was so good.
1: Really? Yeah, he He does have an interesting career and life story,
2: doesn't he? Yeah, and he just... He was he kind of a hard ass, big time. Yeah, but also did great things. Right, like he developed this whole kind of living community called Barry Park it, around where he lived. I can't think if it's it's in the middle somewhere, Texas, yeah. Nebraska, Oklahoma, it's somewhere down the middle. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating though, and. At this recording session, you know, you see Keith Richards before and then you see him now talking about it. It was, it's so good. You probably didn't
1: like all of Keith Richards, uh,
2: drugging. He didn't. And- he, he, it, that had nothing. nothing no, to do Chuck with Berry, excuse me. He was in jail for drugs and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh no, yeah. he was a no, he was a druggie. No, he was a druggie, but he has a fascinating story. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, I don't watch a lot of music documentaries yeah. like you guys do, but I thought, ooh. Yeah, it was good. All right. That a good. And
1: it's just called Chuck Berry.
2: It's in their, it's in um, their archive or something. Yeah, it's in their words. They have these, um, in their words, they do all these different things. But boy, Hmm. he had an explosive life. And he really, when you think about it, he was the one that the Rolling Stones listened to that inspired them to get into the blues. Yes. So that was, you know, when you were talking about the Stones, I just thought, oh God, I just watched it. it was so, so good. Well, um, I think it's time to Hollywood speak. Well, it is, but yeah, okay, we can Hollywood
1: right. speak because somebody somebody's announced she's returning to music just one year after announcing that she was leaving music <laughs> and just three months after we bought concert tickets because she's opening for somebody at the fair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting timing. Yeah. Though. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back. Peace.
1: Julia, on Monday, E. Azalea took to Twitter to let everyone, everyone know that even though she said she was done with the music business a mere year ago due to all the quote-unquote negative energy, she is
2: back, and we can cry about it, but she she she's coming back. Okay, so, but you already said, we already knew she's coming back, because she's going to be the warm-up band for Pitbull at the fair. That's right, and guess when that tour starts? Tomorrow.
1: Thursday, August 11th. Which, <laughs> all go. right, two days.
2: It's yeah. tomorrow. It's
1: tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, this is why she did this because she is on the Pitbull tour, all these places. The only tickets left at the grandstand are obstructed seats. No, that's going to be. They're so. They're many playing at concerts. Red Rock. That's be a blast. And, I mean, But anyway, I mean, someone finally said, hey, Iggy, hey. why don't you say that you're not? Yes. These? Because the last time she's uh, she's been a prolific. Um, Kind of a pot stirrer. That's true. Hasn't she? Yeah. Iggy. But I know I'm a love here in Fancy. Oh, it's
2: really I the like only her. song I, I know. Like
1: her. But anyway, she said a year ago, I was willing to walk away from the music because I was tired of the negative energy attracted. But what I've learned is that even when I'm minding my business, y'all are going to be negative and nosy. So if I can't have my peace, neither can you. I'm coming back. Cry about it.
2: Okay. Otherwise, this is why. why otherwise, known
1: as tummy tea and lip is and
2: paying the bills. Why do we need to be yelled at? I know. Exactly. I don't understand. If first of all, if you're leaving social media and stuff, you don't need to make an announcement to the world.
1: You just. No, she announced you know, she'd left the music no, business, and now I mean no, it's, that's what I mean. She. There's
2: so much drama. It's
1: very dramatic.
2: Every but this is I think and I say this and I mean it with love, Grant. But you're not even in this age group. How old, how old is she? 30? I
0: don't know. Iggy? Iggy's probably 31, 32. Yeah. I, I just
2: feel like every they feel like the world needs to know everything that's happening in their life. And then they read about all the bad things people say, which just ruins your life. So stay off. So,
1: yeah. Don't don't read it. I don't understand. I don't, it. Anyway, I don't
2: understand. But yeah,
1: just in time for the tour, because it does kick off. Tomorrow. Convenient. Kicks off in uh, Bangor, Maine. Oh wow.
2: In the I th- wanna go
1: to Maine. Well you can go oh, there. They've Maine. got an amphitheater should oh. you want any music right in Bangor while you're looking around for I Stephen love King. It. Although I you love know it. to be honest, you know, you could just drive up the North Shore and it looks so much like Maine. Keep going, keep really? going, Is keep that- going. Really? Yeah.
2: So I can just say I've been to Maine. Well, I mean, you don't need
1: to go that oh, far. So we have funny. so much that looks like it's Maine. It's very similar. The it's be- very similar.
2: The,
0: some of those lighthouses, though, in Maine are yeah, epic. Know, Other than that, Maine you're Maine, right. Grand? Oh yeah, a couple times. Oh, my, really? One of my best friends from Boston would take me over there when I go visit them in mm-hmm. Boston. Go to Flo's. Get if anybody's from Maine, they know Flo's hot dogs. Yeah, and oh. then
1: they've got islands, and you know, it's just there's some sim. It's rocky. It's rocky yeah.
2: shoreline. It's up yeah. north. Yeah. All right.
1: All right. But, you know, maybe you want to have a road trip, fly into Boston and hit the road. Okay. Jane Lynch Uh uh, insists that her early departure from Funny Girl has nothing to do with Leah Michelle
2: joining the show. And that's true because she's not even acting with Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle doesn't even start till after she was going to depart anyway. Here's what she said I have a vacation
1: August 14th. And then I just had like five shows after that. And it's a six hour flight. So I thought. Let's end it now.
2: I bet that I'm wondering how the management is going at Funny Girl. Oh. Um, I mean, they're probably sick of all these shenanigans. No, they're, they're going to be happy to play for a full house again. Right. Well, they're well, going to be happy to September play in a show Cap.
1: that doesn't have the tinge of desperation and tears. Okay. <laughs> Which is how I felt. Beanie Death Feldstein, wrist. Beanie Feldstein. Oh, she was so don't bad. Worry. And Jane Lynch was not, she was not good either. She was horrible. She was really bad. Now, when
2: you talk about, okay, so she was a wooden actress. She was a wooden actress. And it's it was our live. It's our fear. Well, we already know who we are. Yeah,
1: but that was on stage. Yeah. Be a movie star, not a stage star.
2: I <laughs> I really don't know. I'm ready for my close-up. I know not. you are. Okay. We found out we have Project Down and Dirty. Um, Film Fest. Film Fest. Mm-hmm. What about Wendy Williams?
1: Oh, Wendy, I feel so bad for Mm -hmm. Wendy Williams. She is out of it and not well, Julia. Yesterday, they got the picture of her, somebody, paparazzi, a car pulled up to get her, and she said, I don't know where I'm going. Where is this car going to? I mean, she was completely out of it. Completely out of it. Completely out of it. And, um, she posted My a, American Express card is broken. That was another thing she waved out the window. The whole thing was disturbing. I
2: I really think she is, you know, she was an addict when she did her radio show and she was clean for a very long time. Yeah. And I think when she found out about Kevin's baby. Yeah. And they had physical health and problems. Physical and health then her problems. mom died. And her mom, but her mom died later into it because she was already off kind of the show. Her mom died like in the, the... she. That was one of the weirdest things. Wendy
1: acted like her mom had been dead a couple of years. And I feel like her mom died in the fall of... Um, 2021 yeah her promise had started though she was right, on the right. Path, but, but she yeah. hadn't told us and no. she said my mama died like in june and it was just like huh what it's right. uh, it's october because right. she incorporated her mom and dad as topics into the show like if something, something happens to the zipper and the movie, well, she, she
2: promises she's coming back
1: oh no 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 she's on
2: instagram and it's going to be called steve and don are going to be jealous the Wendy William experience. <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, 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 uh. Well, well we do like to give
0: a I'm famous about and that. I'll be back. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, she doesn't. I, I yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, here's one for you. Alan
1: DeGeneres was stopped and asked about Anne Heche's, uh terrible car accident. Here's what she said We We're, are not in touch with each other, so I would not know. I don't want anyone to be hurt.
2: Okay, so first of all, they said, what do you think about Anne Heche's thing? Here's here's what you say. It is terrible. She's in our prayers. What a it's terrible, tragic I'm tragic so sorry experience. to hear about it. Yeah, We're, we're not, not in touch, touch with anymore. each other, so I would not know. I don't want anyone to be hurt. She is. She forgot what to say and then self-corrected. Yes. She was being herself. She and was. Is, oh, that sounds bitchy. Um, I don't want anyone to be hurt. I don't hurt. want to be hurt, though.
1: Yeah, oh my no, goodness. It would be,
2: if you were any time... Anyone would ask anyone about, about an accident
1: a, like that. Oh my gosh, a tragic, it's so I'm, so, I'm so sorry. That's
2: so tragic. Ellen's just got to be Ellen. Ellen. Um, Ellen got to be Ellen. She's back from the um, Elephant. What? What does she have? that? Oh, animal, the sanctuary. The animal and, sanctuary and I think a gorilla in Africa, sanctuary a gorilla in Rwanda. Sanctuary. Yeah, that her Porsche bought her
1: with her with
2: Ellen's money. Well, that's yeah yours when you're
1: married i know that's we <laughs> uh what is slowing down but not picking up more passengers
2: um okay um what is slowing down but this is a trick question mm-hmm. um, is it a
0: movie yes i got it i think
2: oh the bullet train
1: that's right there
0: you go Maybe
1: they need to open the bar car because the passengers are not. I can the ask, movie has place, low ratings with critics. and But the uh, fans kind of
2: gave it okay. Yeah. They like did. They 80%. did. But I it's, mean, it's
1: only gotten to 36 and a half million. My kids still don't
2: even know. And they are in the know with things like that. They didn't even know about this movie.
1: Yeah. They need more tickets or the conductor is going to stop the train and it's going go to go late I actually want to
2: see it. I'll see it at home. I'll watch yeah, it at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You'll um, absolutely will not like this movie at all, Julia. I
2: watch it. It's at home.
1: too Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I like, see,
2: that's my problem. I yeah, don't, I don't which,
1: like that stuff. I know you don't. So. Jeff
2: does. I don't. Yeah, it's not my. So anyway, yeah. that movie
1: is. Um, and I wonder if Aaron Taylor Johnson is on Brad Pitt's, Pitt's, Pitt's crap list for telling everybody that Brad has crap list.
2: How about that. How about, How about that. that?
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 oh, Dane put Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are not buying a new mansion, mansion, but will call her Bel Air pad home after a big renovation as they temporarily temporarily reside in James Packers sixty million Beverly Hills house that they they're don't want to buy it. Yeah, they're, they're slumming it.
2: Listen, that was- their renovation is going to
1: take a year on the Bel Air. Well, home. that's how
2: much I know. A lot of people. is that is that of, typical. Okay. If you watch Jeff Lewis's home, so I was curious about your friend from um, Blackish, Anthony um, Anderson, yes. mm-hmm. because this show was filmed a year ago, and they were working on the renovation of Anthony Anderson's new home.
1: Is that what got him and
2: his wife to break Well, home? they were broken up five years oh, ago and okay. got back together in mm. 2017 or something, and then she asked for another divorce. So renovation,
1: tread lightly. But lately, let Jennifer make all the decisions, Ben. Yeah. Say yes, dear, a lot.
2: There you go. You (laughs) have no input at all. Yes, dear. No, you're wrong. We'll be back.